We're starting with this. You ready? I'm ready. Big fucking congrats to you and Mark. Great round of day, boys. Now get a top 10, get in the waste management, and play the Pro-Am with me next week. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to The Grind. Uh, this is a recap of Mark and I making the cut. Mark making the cut, me being a part of it. Uh, at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. What does it feel like to have Aaron Rodgers sending messages unsolicited saying congratulations? Just shows all the work that you've done and put in and how much reach you have and how, many, how much your content is meaning to people and touching people and making a difference for the game of golf and I think that's what it says to me more so than anything I do you know I mean it's obviously super cool how I played just spectacular golf today um, but at the end of the day I think the people are paying attention to the content that you're bringing and you're making the game uh, just a more welcoming better place and you just don't know all of the people that are, are paying attention and, and watching you. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Can you put into words, Mark, like, like what this means right now? And obviously there's tomorrow and it's important and we got to play well and all those things. But, I mean, the end of the day is like from a big picture, does it? Is it just pure elation? Is it like, damn, I know, it's validation? Is it a combination of all those things? Like, what is it? I don't, it's really difficult to put into words right now after the third day. You know, it's, it's so joyful right now to be in this position that we're in and we get, a, we get to go back the final round of AT&T Pebble Beach, another crack at Pebble Beach. Um, which, you know, gave us some trouble the first time around. Uh, certainly more trouble than the other two courses. So we get re tomorrow as an opportunity for redemption. And there was a lot of people out here on Friday. The 17 and 18 were total ruckus. And I think almost every hole is going to be like that tomorrow. Yeah. Um, let's just, like, quickly talk about the middle of the round. So... As I've said many times in like articles and those kind of things, it's not like we talk about the cut, but we know what the cut is. I mean, it's on boards. You've played enough professional golf tournaments to know what it was going to be for the most part within one stroke, regardless what it means to your career the rest of the year going forward. I mean, this early February, a made cut right now is gigantic. And it doesn't matter what happens tomorrow because that means you're in every Monday. It means you've earned at least some sort of non-member points. It's, it's huge. That pressure, I felt it. I assume those middle holes were. That, that's, is, is that the most pressure that you feel in your career or have felt in your career? It started creeping in a little bit on 17 when I hit just two perfect shots in there. And I made par on the previous hole. I, I both, the, we had two par fives in the previous four holes. And I had just hit a massive drive. I hit it like 360. Had a five iron in, come away with a par, tough pin placement. And then I hit another massive drive, five iron again, 
hit it over the green almost into the hazard, come away with five. And then I hit two perfect shots in on 17, which is our eighth hole. Missed, you know, a eight footer on the exact line that one of our playing partners just, just had. And so it felt like, man, these opportunities are slipping away. And I've been in this position enough, riding a cut line to know that if you're letting those things slip away, it can catch up with you a lot faster than you would want to believe. And so I started feeling that a little bit. And then I hit it in the bunker on 18. And so you said when we were walking up 18, you were like, hey, just get back into that deep breathing that you were doing in those first three holes. I was, I was making a conscious effort to take the deepest breaths I could possibly take. And they were audible and everybody around could hear, but it was really calming me. And so once you said that, I, w I go over to this bunker shot, 130-yard bunker shot, and we thought I hold it. Everybody up around the, the green went crazy. Turned out that it had totally done a full lip out, caught a lot of hole and not gone in. But then I make birdie there. And that was that helped me you know, calm down a little bit. And then once we got to that first hole, Huey Lewis walks up again and just tells me how great it is to be out and be following. And you know, he's cheering for me again. And then you just said, hey, let's take this in. You play your best when you're relaxed. Go have fun with these guys. Let's make this nine holes to remember no matter how the score ends up. Yeah, that was my moment. The, the three or four holes prior to that, that's when I knew that the cut line was weighing on you because you kind of got away from like reading Steve Young's putts and, and like interacting on each tee. And that's when you're at your best. And like, and for those that like, I've talked about my caddying often, it's like, I'm not a professional caddy, but those are the moments that that's my job out there is like, okay, dude, like you play best when you're fucking, not fucking around, but like just in between shots. Being social. Yeah. yeah. Like just getting away from what this all means and your career because it's impossible to block it out. Right. So that gives you an avenue to go over there and like screw around tomorrow. We play with some amateur. We'll go talk to him just to like get our minds off it. Or you and I have done it in tournaments in the past. Just like, talk about the crazy stuff that happened so but you knew mark that you were feeling it for those that don't know i mean i haven't talked about it or if you're not reading the article mark had a quick range session because you knew you were striping it right mm -hmm. yeah <clears throat> i hit my first few balls and the ball just did exactly what i wanted it to do and it was very effortless <clears throat> and usually i know okay when, I, when I'm hitting the, those kinds of shots, I don't need to spend much time, waste any energy on the range. You know, it's gonna be pretty easy to tweak something that gets slightly off out there, so. What's tomorrow, I mean, it's impossible to not think of like what could happen, right? You really, but at the end of the day, it is, we, Mark and I use the word team, term free roll a lot. It happened in Vegas when we were first alternate, we made the cut. Uh, it obviously happened at Barracuda. It's happening again here each time it's on a bigger stage, but this is truly a free roll tomorrow. I mean, there is essentially, there's stuff to lose obviously, but essentially nothing to lose considering nine days ago, we weren't even in this tournament. Right, yeah, I was thinking about which piece of discount furniture I was gonna be staining in the afternoon. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it what is. What is that? Is that a some sort of waterfowl? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. All right, you were thinking uh, about what? Well, 
I, I, I want to just take a step back here yeah. for a second. Because uh, the implications of tomorrow, uh, let's not even get into that. Cause yeah. who, who cares? Why, why even talk about it? Right. We've got to this point, and I think it's been, a, you know, it feels like a bonus getting to this point, but all day Peter Jacobson just kept saying, you belong, ride it, don't sell yourself short, mm. you belong here. You know, you, you've got the game, and I think, yes, there is, it has been a dream, and it's just been totally incredible, and like, I'm elated right now, and I think tomorrow is kind of, we've come to like a point where maybe I can grow up a little bit, you know, in, in kind of my maturity level, and really feel on a Sunday, surrounded by the crowd, surrounded by thousands of people cheering at a storied venue, that I actually belong in the PGA Tour. I think that's what's at stake. You know, it's more internal than how I finish. And, you know, Dylan said, if you ain't got nothing, you ain't got nothing to lose. So I'm going to try to carry that with me. But going into that, just taking a step back, getting into what happened today, going into that final nine, I mean, we were just still barely inside the cut line at five under making the turn for the tournament. And, uh, you know, I, I make a really hard par on one, and then all of a sudden we kind of we we kind of find something with the putter, mm -hmm. you know. And I th there was this, this drivable hole. It's the fourth hole, and there's a hazard that runs down the right side. The wind's off the right. There's plenty of room left, but it's the pin's super tucked against a bunker. And you know that if you miss left, it's going to be almost, we said this on the tee, it's almost impossible to get that shot within 20 feet. So if you, if you do bail out, you're banking on, okay, I'm going to have 20 feet or, or more. And I hit it so, you know, way farther left than even I thought a bailout would be, which actually was better because it gave me a longer shot in. But we got a really you know, gnarly lie. It was almost like hitting a shot off a bird's nest. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. It was just really dry, fluffy grass and the ball was you know the ball sat on top of it but it was almost in a rut on top of it and the wind was blowing into us and that was the turning point for me being able to I hit that shot just super high got caught up in the wind landed really soft to 10 feet make that and then that gave me some breathing room and then I didn't have to think about the cut line yeah. so much I don't know is that the way you felt yeah, as well agreed um, and then the last few holes I just you know you can there there was trouble out there I mean those last it's a 220-yard par three, uh, a 430-yard par four with ice plant on both sides of the hole, uh, up against the greens, up against the ocean. And then nine is a hundred. It's a 200-yard par three, and the pin was in the middle of the green. But there's plenty of bad places to miss there too. So, trying to get away from any possibility of okay, you know, where do I miss this, or you know, how do I just stay in front ahead of the cut line? And I just wanted to think about. I want to make these last steps for Peter Jacobson, the end of his career, the final event ever, just as memorable and as enjoyable as I can. And then he flipped the script on me, just, just went full jujitsu. And he decided to make my last three holes as spectacular and enjoyable and beautiful and memorable uh, as I could ever hope to happen. And walking up the last hole, he hit like this again 200 yard shot he hit it in there to like eight feet and uh, right under the hole and we're walking up there and instead of like you just think somebody who'd won as much who has such a incredible career so many so many bullet points that everybody who starts playing professional golf 
you know, so many bullet points on a resume that everybody playing professional golf wants to emulate. And then him as a, a person and what he's done outside of golf. And he's talking about, again, ride it, Mark, you belong, you know, and, and we're just like, hey, it's such an honor to be out here with you. And he's like, no, no, this is your time. And that was the incredible thing for me was just seeing he wasn't in reflection about his career, but he, I think he was taking everything that he had learned and trying to pass that in, you know, to me and just instill that confidence that he had learned through all of his experience. And that was just, you, you can't come up with words for that. I mean, it's just the, the most selfless generosity that I've experienced in the game of golf. Yeah, I mean, the the pairing was literally perfect. I mean, it was perfect. Ben Rector was amazing. Steve Young, amazing. Peter Jacobson, amazing. Fluff, amazing. I'll write some stories in the article. We're gonna go get some get some rest and get some dinner, and we gotta be up early. So, um, I mean, it's as a perfect a week as it can be. I, and uh, And, after this podcast, we're going to switch it into business mode for tomorrow. It's like, it's been an unreal uh, ride. I can't describe 18. Mark made a putt. Everyone was cheering for him. And I'm talking inside the ropes. The scorer, the the flag, the guy who was the uh, flag bearer, the the standard bearer was a fan of, uh, of mine and Mark's. And he was cheering and we all literally i'm standing and we're all jumping up and down together like a grammy award-winning artist a hall of fame quarterback a very very great pga tour member who is retiring and mark and i and it is it's insane i i i don't want to wake up if it's a dream i mean huey lewis has done some i would think incredible things in his life yes and when he is as cool and collected a guy as he is, almost giddy yes. on the last hole and high-fiving and hugging everybody, yes. I mean, yeah. you've Just done something. As the end of this, this is how invested Huey Lewis is in Mark's career, is we were walking out to the car. Huey Lewis is driving by in a cart. Someone else is driving. He makes the girl who's driving him stop the cart in order to yell back to Mark, to say like go get him tomorrow. I don't know exactly what he, it said. He said, he said, hey, he goes, I want you to know that you got this tomorrow. Don't let me down. Yeah. And like, I, I said, don't worry, Huey Lewis. I won't let you down. <laughs> Steve Young said he's going to be watching on TV. I mean, it was. It's. It's. There's too much. Next uh, week mean, when we wrap all this up, there's a hundred things that we have forgotten because it's like too. There's too much. We'll be remembering stuff, obviously, for years. But, like, in the next week, when we're sitting in the plane tomorrow night, it's going to be like, holy cow, holy cow. Oh, yeah, what about this? What about this? Holy shit, what about this? The reflections. It's going to be unreal. So I'm really excited for your article, too, because you recorded a lot of the stories and the lines, and it's just going to be great. But um, I, I want to leave. I want to end the podcast with this. Yes. Don't need money. Don't, don't need fame. Don't, don't need, need a credit, credit card, card to ride, ride this train. train. Uh, that's it. See you tomorrow. Once again, thanks uh, to Good Walk Coffee, as always, supporting us. It is uh, a huge part of what we do. Awesome coffee. 
I've talked about often about how important it is to my wife. This account wouldn't be a thing uh, if I didn't figure out a way to have people back me and those kind of things. So um, they are a big part of all of us being here. So thanks to Good Walk. Good Walk Coffee. .com, promo code FIREPIT, 20% off.